So today we have one of our favourite people on the podcast. Her name is Chloe Lodge. She is a creative warrior based in New Zealand and um, we're so excited to be chatting with her today. She's also going to be joining us at Unfiltered Retreat and sharing her incredible um, creative knowledge and thoughts and inspiring our attendees. Um, So welcome to the podcast, Chloe. Thank you so much. It's so good to see you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to be talking to you. And um, I wish I was in the same room having a coffee with you. Um, yes, but that's going to happen in August. Um, in August, so exactly. Just, oh, it won't yeah. be long. Yes. <laughs> so I know. With the bit... speed of time at the moment, I think yeah. it'll be here in like a flash. True. It will. It will. So tell us a bit about yourself, Chloe. What do you do? Um, I know you do a lot of things, so it can be a little bit hard to kind of distill it down. But um, you know, let our listeners yeah. know who Chloe is and what you do. Okay, perfect. Oh, talking about myself. So yeah, I'm Chloe Lodge. I, uh, I'm a photographer essentially. Um, but I've always been a bit of an artist. Um, I've always done a little bit of painting and sculpture. Um, but essentially I love to tell stories and, um, I have, uh, a very interesting, internal dialogue going um, and noticing. So one of the ways that I, uh, one of the ways I communicate with the world basically is by taking pictures so I can convey basically all the things I notice, all the things I see. Uh, That I started on the photography journey, I'll be totally honest, to um, start a new career. Mm -hmm. Um, I have done all sorts of things. So I studied art history at uni and then, um, I ended up in event management and I realized after, well, almost a decade of that, but actually sitting in front of a computer, doing lots of spreadsheets and all that sort of stuff made me really, really sad. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and it was after I went traveling that I realized that I loved working in the service industry. I loved working with people. Mm. I had my creativity bubbling away, which I'd kind of suppressed in that decade of uh, office jobs. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I needed a new way to make money. Um, so I retrained, I went to, um, a brilliant photography school in Paris. I had the opportunity to go and I did a year master's in photojournalism and documentary. And basically I was surging forward on a path of a new career. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's always been, that's been my reason for picking up the camera. Mm -hmm. Um, My why in terms of picking up a camera, as I said, is really to convey all the things that I notice, all the things that I see and feel and, um, and I really want to be able to tell those stories and help other people tell their stories with using my imagery, basically. Mm So, um, yeah. And then, uh, and then we, after I trained, we went to Malaysia and I was pregnant with my son and I really had this urge to get out there and do documentary, but because I had recently become a mum, we were living in essentially a foreign environment for me. Um, I ended up um, channeling down the family photography route, which I absolutely love. Um, and, and basically from then on, it's been a real um, shift in terms of family photography. I've shot births, weddings, um, some commercial work. I love sharing my knowledge and teaching 
And, um, and I've realized over that period of time as well, that I, uh, I, I struggle with labels. I struggle with boxes. I struggle with, you know, uh, the, I really kind of fear the question when people say, what do you do? And I say, I'm a photographer. The next question is, well, what kind of photographer are you? Um, you know, and I kind of like begin to shake gently because (laughs) I, I take pictures of everything and anything. Um, I, I'm attracted like a moth to light. I love color. And it took me a while to realize that color was really something that was really, really important to me because yeah. I was very much focused on light. Um, I love pushing my boundaries. I adore surprising people. I love, I love surprising people with my work. I love, um, and I also love to um, create work which holds people so they linger that little bit longer. Mm -hmm. Um, So there will always be, I'll always kind of edge into trying to capture something where it brings me, it brings that little essence of me. So if it's a sunset, I'll be like, that's a beautiful sunset. How do I see it? How do I feel it? How can I bring me? How can I create that little edge to it. Um, and I think that's that's why I'm not very good with kind of summing up who I am in terms of I am a family photographer or a landscape photographer or, you know, um, I'm an abstract photographer because some days I'll do pure, pure documentary and some days I'll do crazy, beautiful light and mixture of palettes and then also bring paint and all the things mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah so it's a real um so everything I have inside basically comes up through me through my hands through my eyes and through my camera yeah um and that's um that's sort of how that's who I am really mm-hmm. it's I, I love how you described that then and I think that I know for myself um when I look at your work no matter like what kind of air quotes genre it's falling into it's always so identifiably yours like I can always tell when it's something that you've created and um I'm I'm so interested in how you manage to put to bring that out every single time because it's just it's such a really you know um it's a I can't even think of what the word is for it, but I just, I really admire that in your work. I mean, it's why I've got two of your prints hanging on my wall in my house. (laughs) You know, they're right outside my bedroom. So I, and they do, they make me linger. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, um, for someone like yourself, I know you get scared when people say like, what kind of photography do you do? When you look at your work, it just speaks for itself. Mm. It doesn't need any kind of explanation. And I think that's really wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I just um I think the thing is that I I just yearn for like you say for people to linger and and actually it's taken I think that in the last few years I've come to the point of more consciously bringing certain elements and recognizing certain elements and those those magnets in the world that I feel drawn to. Um, but 
it's interesting because I think a, a number of people have said, no, 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 your work has been really recognizable for a really long time. Mm. But I'm like, but I think it was all fairly subconscious for quite a long time. Yeah. And yeah. it's not really until probably the last maybe two, three, four years that I've actually been able to decipher those elements yeah. and just really kind of almost pull myself back. Um, and I, that's what I often try and do is help people pull themselves back a little bit from their work because when we're creating you know particularly as moms and particularly as uh, business owners you know that we've got so many other balls that we're juggling that actually we we often don't have that time to step back we are either working we're creating we're shooting clients or we're you know doing the next project or loop or you know, all of that sort of stuff and, and absorbing and scrolling and, Mm -hmm. you know, and so we kind of end up on this momentum, but taking that time to step back is so unbelievably powerful. And it's almost like you need to, to take that few steps back to be able to leap forward. And I think that's the thing is a lot of artists, we're doing this gentle stepping, gentle stepping, gentle. Sometimes there's a little bit of a leap and a little bit of a dance and a little bit of whatever, but you know, sometimes we do have to slow and just, just step back and, and look at our work. And that's what I know Sig Harvey talks about her artist dates where she actually gets her prints out and just like immerses Mm -hmm. herself in the work that she's created to be able to actually see the work that's pouring out of her. Um, And then you can literally pinpoint certain elements. Like you guys in your videos, there are certain things that you each instinctively do that you develop over time. But unless you actually take back and go, okay, I'm going to raise this to my conscious level, think about it, see it maybe even, you know, exercise it a little bit more and then gently let it drop to your subconscious again, subconscious mm-hmm. again. So when you go to pick up your camera, it's like you've worked that muscle. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really what I've been doing in the last, since I did my 365 essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then definitely since then that I've really been doing that. So I, and it builds this inner confidence and trust in yourself and everything so when you go to pick up your camera you don't you have you always have doubts we all will always have doubts and we'll always feel nervous and we'll always because intrinsically as creators we have that deep sense of um responsibility and accountability when we are particularly creating creating for others yeah Mm -hmm. whether it's family sessions whether it's clients whether it's you know but in terms of knowing that when you pick up your camera, when you have it in your hand, you know that you've done the work um, yeah. and you can trust yourself to actually deliver. Yeah. Um, and that's a really incredible place to be, but it does take work. It does. And it takes that reflection time. Um, so I think, you know, that's definitely where I'm, where I'm at currently mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. sort of done it consistently for a, 12 years literally almost every day Mm. um you know with the stepping forward stepping forward stepping back stepping forward stepping back um it's that time and it feels very kind of navel gazing you know and it feels (laughs) very like you know we think as creatives we do enough navel gazing as it is but I actually think that you know we owe it to our work to celebrate what we've created we owe it to our work and 
you know, the time we've invested to be able to step back and look at the work that we've created to be able to move forward. So mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of what I do. Yeah. Mm. And that is why you're teaching it unfiltered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited to have. We're excited to have that at the retreat for sure. Yeah. So I'm really excited to bring that. When you talk about um, taking that step back to have a look at your work, is there anything, you know, are there particular things that you do or, um, you know, like you said, how Sig Harvey has her artist dates, are you, do you set yourself certain times or does it come about more organically? Um, I'd love <laughs> to think that I have any kind of routine or established process. Um, there are certain things that I've done at different periods of my journey that have helped. Um, and sometimes I do it on a relatively consistent level and then I won't do it for a while. Like for Mm -hmm. example, um, one thing that I went through a process of doing, I think I I've done it for like two years was to look at my Instagram feed and screenshot like a a grid of nine Mm -hmm. and then I put it up on my stories put a month under it and then um I've dropped it into a highlight so for the last couple of years I can look back at that highlight and see literally and actually I was it was when I was really delving into the color aspect of my work and I was beginning to see patterns and flows and you know so I said that sort of was a really fun thing to do um what else do I do I I do print pictures um Mm -hmm. and once a year I'll print um and it doesn't even have to be high quality I you know you could do it at a chemist you could or well in England we used to do it at the chemist in boots but I know that (laughs) you know if you're in America it could be Walmart or wherever um and you just go and get a bundle of 50 um at like whatever sense of thing and then print them. And, and what I've done is before as well, is just gone through my phone and just gone, think, 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 you know, and just choose a whole batch of images. It could be iPhone images. It could be client images. It could be um, personal work images and just, and don't kind of like try and curate it and don't kind of think I'm, I'm, I want to choose all these pictures because I want to make a display on my wall. Mm-hmm. No, just print the ones that you're drawn to then lay them out. And that's very kind of like in the kind of Sig Harvey sort of artist date way. Um, And then have fun with them, what I do. And like, you know, pair them up. Um, The diptych project that I'm failing at at the moment, but I did do consistently for a couple of years was really helpful because often I wouldn't necessarily have new work to create these diptychs. So I would delve back into work that I've gone and gone, okay, well, I'm going to have this picture from last week and this picture from six months ago and that's a really interesting process because all of a sudden you're pulling on your own threads you're not spending time on instagram scrolling and going i like that person's work i like that person's work i like that person's work you're not you're looking back at yours and going i like that that i've created and that that i've created and (laughs) that that i noticed and you know um so there's definitely you know different ways you can do it and as I said I don't generally have I really wish I was disciplined to have specific ways um but it is it's sometimes you need a container I always talk about um I like to talk about containers yeah. you know so we as creatives we have such a um beautifully um uh, um 
overwhelming kind of flow and um pots that just kind of go all over the place and especially me I kind of like oh well I love this and I love this and I love this and I think sometimes by forming a container for your work whether it's a project like the diptych project or you know we've talked before about Kylie your project about you know you do your pictures same pictures every year of your girls you know you need to like create this container to then be able to see it you know Mm. um say you go down to the fish pond and there are like tadpoles everywhere and you're like I want to have a look at the tadpoles and compare them and see which one I've got you know frog feet and which one I've got the tail still and whatever and if you look at the pond and you see them all swimming about you actually can't I know this is a really crazy analogy (laughs) you actually can't like you know but if you get a plastic container and you scoop them up then you can actually see the development um I've never used that analogy before but I think it works it's a good one it works it's so good Uh, um so yes um you know I think uh I think find a type of container whether it's Mm. Um, prints whether it's highlights on your Instagram I'm quite I'm so often I talk to artists and they're like I've got I never know what pictures to post on Instagram and I never Mm. know you know how to um you know what pictures to choose and then I end up not choosing and um and I'm always I totally hand on heart um if you see images on my Instagram basically that is all I'm creating at that given time yeah <laughs> because I would love to say that I'm massively pro- prolifically producing but I'm actually not yeah. like if I take a picture of the beautiful light in my bathroom I'll put it on my Instagram and I may not have taken another picture that day um if I sh- take if I do a client session I'll share a picture or two from that session and that's basically because I'm at the stage that I I've kind of gone past that taking pictures of everything yeah it looks like I'm taking pictures of everything but I've gone past that stage of that you know um the excited stage um, (laughs) which um more advanced (laughs) photographers will totally relate to (laughs) when you literally take pictures of everything yeah. and anything and you've yeah. got literally no filter um yeah. you know I I guess you know going against the sort of uh, unfiltered I have got to the point where there is a sense certain filter on me now mm-hmm. um and it's really just knowing and it's not it's not a negative filter in the fact that, well, I don't take this and I don't take that. It's like, oh, I'm really drawn to this and I'm really drawn to that and I'm really drawn to that. So mm. it's really like knowing. focusing your passion. It's knowing your passions. And as I also talk about magnets. You know, what are you really drawn to? What are you so drawn to that you literally stop the car and drive back 500 mm. meters to take a picture for? You know, yeah. because that's sometimes what I do. Um, what are you what are the things that you just cannot resist that urge to pick up your camera or that thing that's burning inside of you that you want to create and you want to get a family and you want to go out to a certain place Mm. you know it's those excuse me it's those things that I know I'm at that stage now where the experimentation still happens but it happens within this you know series of specific um, draws essentially yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I love that. I don't know if that's very <laughs> helpful. <laughs> no, no, it's it is it is helpful. And I know for a lot of people listening, you know, they're going to be at all different levels yeah. and points on their journey. So yeah. um, particularly for those who are starting out. Like I know I remember um 
thinking to myself, I would never get to a point where I wasn't passionately photographing every single day and every, like you said, like that, you know, shooting everything with mm. abandon. Um, and now I'm in that place and I'm like, okay. So for me, at the, I feel like for me at the moment, um, I'm kind of in a place where I'm starting to examine like, why do I feel like that? And then really trying to decide, well, what is it that I really want to be shooting when I'm shooting and picking up the camera? Yeah. Um, you know, and I think there's a lot of noise and life is so busy and I've got so much going on in terms of work and all the rest of it that when it comes to just like, you know, working in a creative way, I want to do something where I don't have to think about it and I want to just shoot so that then I can see what's coming out of that, which is why, like, for me, I'm doing a, an analog shooting project this year. So it's kind of a 365, but it's more like a, a roll or two a month mm-hmm. um, that I'm shooting on film. And yeah. what I'm enjoying about that is that, you know, once I've clicked the shutter, there's no control over that. So it's this pure, like, from my brain through the camera and then we see what comes back after I get around to sending the rolls and then they scan them for me. Um, And it's, I've only got a couple of rolls back so far, but it's really interesting to kind of see that and to see what things are coming through in that film Mm. that I also see in my other work and my digital work. So I love that idea of the, like, you know, for me, film is my container this year to like, put it in and see what things are coming without the distractions of fancy things and fancy gear and (laughs) digital and stuff and just what's coming out purely from what I see. Mm. And it takes away that um, the not being satisfied and not being, I think one of our things as creatives is we, we can always be, we kind of think to ourselves, oh, I could always take something better or I could, maybe there's something else that's going to happen or, mm-hmm. um, you know, the whole, I don't, I don't sure you guys feel it when you do a client session is that, okay, we finished. And then you just can't put your camera down and you can't put your camera down because, well, firstly, if you're in that flow and it's just an op, often some of those magic moments happen literally when everyone goes, oh, good. Okay, yep. <laughs> everyone um, relaxes. <laughs> yeah. But there's also that element of um, we push ourselves so hard to, I don't want to say be better, but um, see more and mm. do more and, um, and create more and notice more and, and it's that insatiable, and I think social media perpetuates that, is that insatiable um, keep going and keep creating. But once mm, you- Churning it out. Want, yeah, churning it out. And um, and it's with your film, you're like, this is the moment, you know, yeah. that Henry Cartier-Bresson decisive moment. We've mm. lost that. We have mm-hmm. lost that part of yeah. what we do to a greater extent and I think I think that's what I definitely try and do now for me it's like you know some days actually I celebrate the day that I only take one picture in a day because Mm -hmm. I'm like because that was the moment where I feel things aligned and that was when I felt um the need I I literally channeled everything and that you know that's what it was um it it feels like to get to that point though yeah, and it feels like at the moment the way that just like social media is, the way that we're all sort of consuming right now, it's less about, it's become less 
about finding the moment and more about creating content. Mm -hmm. And so like that, I think that's where I struggle the most. It's because I have never enjoyed just creating content and, you know, and I can totally understand like, you know, we're photographers. So like we should be all over this and I am to a certain extent all over it. But at the same time, like my, what uh, inspires me is waiting and finding like the most unexpected moments and that I find the hardest. I find the hardest to do that in my everyday life when I've got so much like other stuff going on. Whereas, you know, when the kids were younger, it was a little bit easier to wait for the yeah. moment, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's just too much going on to yeah. wait. Um, but I just, I just have so much more appreciation for the moments that I feel like in my images that I post the moments that are found rather than created. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, absolutely. And I think there's another part of it as well in that going back to what I was talking about and reflecting on your work mm. and trusting in the work that you've created um, that it still has, um, it's still valid. It's still part of you. Um, I shot uh, a singer-songwriter two weeks ago now and we were chatting in the car and um, on the way back from the wheat field. And I was um, I was listening to him talk about the gigs he was doing. And he was, you know, he was talking about this song that he's just released. And he was talking about the gigs. And I was like, I didn't actually say it, but in my heart, I was like, oh, my goodness. If only to be a singer songwriter that you could produce something that can be enjoyed over and over and over and over again Mm, Um, because we do produce work that can be enjoyed over and over and over again but because we're in the image business and we're because that we fall into that consumption business yeah we feel like we need to be creating new 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 and it's like yeah oh my goodness like and that's another part of it like at the moment I'm, I'm at the moment, my business is, um, pendulum swinging very much to client work, commercial work. Um, so my creating for me has lessened somewhat yeah. for them now. Um, and, um, and so I don't have necessarily the content that fit with what I was sharing before. Yeah. So I'm kind of going through a little bit of an adjustment, but I, I'm like, well, I'm actually going to go back into the work that I've created in the last six months, two years, uh, you know, a little bit further back than that, but definitely probably up to about probably maximum three years ago, because I believe that the work that I've created in the last three years is strong. It's interesting. It deserves to be seen and enjoyed again and again. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's anyone else enjoying it, I want to enjoy it again. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to celebrate it. And that sounds really selfish, but you know, um, I just think that there's so much that can be learned from the imagery. And now I've had, like I was saying earlier, that step back and that little bit of distance between the work that I created three years ago, two yeah. years ago, I can actually learn more about myself, my journey, the headspace I was in, mm-hmm. um, the things that I was trying to say. And isn't, isn't 
that the reason why we all create this work anyway? You know, we talk about creating for families to be able to reflect back in five years, in 10 years, in 30 years when they're sitting on the porch. Why can't we do it right now with the work that we've created? You know, because that is what photographs are for. They are to be looked at. They are to be enjoyed. They're to be, they're to, you know, um, pull people and um, transform and um, free them and um, allow them to relax or think or all the things, you know. Um, So why why have we got to the point of I'm going to shoot this picture, I'm going to create this picture, I'm going to share it, and then I'm going to move on? Because Uh fundamentally, the whole premise of a photograph is for us to be able to linger and enjoy it longer. And go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very interesting little conundrum that we find ourselves yes. in as I think it as, <laughs> as photographers, like what, a, what an amazing way to be able to share our work with the world. But then at the same time, it's forcing us to <laughs> do things differently than what feels natural yeah. or instinctual. And yeah. 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 So it's just, I think, and that's, it's so relevant as well. I think for filmmakers, particularly mm-hmm. because we mm-hmm. go to so much effort to make this one film. And then it's like, you post it and then it's, it's very hard to think, oh, I can post that again. Yeah, you can like break it up, take segments out of it. You can, we can continue to enjoy that for a long time. Like you can, you can keep using that. So it doesn't have to be just all posting. That's it. So it's a really, really great conversation. And I think yeah. that's, that's very true with the films, particularly like mm. I have no problem, you know, sharing a photo that like my it might come up in my memories and I think oh my gosh that was so good I'm going to repost that on my feed like again I know I shared it three years ago but I'll share it again today because like I loved it Mm. um and you know like different people are following me different people see it like you know more people can enjoy it but with the films I do find that you know like I share it once and I'm like oh you know is someone going to be, I think because they're a longer form. Yeah. Mm. And so particularly, you know, once your films start to get up to that four, five, six minute mark, not even going near Courtney's length of film now. (laughs) We're so long. It's like, you know, does anyone want to stick around and see that? But I think, you know, it's about changing that mindset and going, look, this was made to be enjoyed. Yeah. So let's, let's keep sharing it. So I know um, one of the things that, you um, have started doing, I'm, I'm thinking in like the last 18 months or so, um, is your kind of expansive art mm. project. And I feel like that kind of came about as a way, not just like a happy accident, but I think whether consciously or subconsciously as a way for you to do that, where you sit down with your art and you look at it again and maybe you're subconsciously analysing it, but at the same time you're you taking that time to really enjoy it and see what more it can become. How, how can you get more or different enjoyment out of that work you've created? So I'd love to hear a bit about what expansive art is for people who are listening that may not know and um, how it came about and why it's something that you've become so passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's something I am super passionate about and it came essentially, as I said earlier, I, Um, I've always loved painting. Um, I went to art college. I actually started a fine art sculpture degree. um, And I have that physical, tangible urge within me. And I Mm. think, I think potentially it's also 
the over overwhelming consuming part of the digital era mm. um i i feel grateful for the digital area era because it enabled me i couldn't afford to become a photographer when it was analog because I learn from my mistakes and I make a lot of them and I love experimenting and trying and I'm like, and I'm also not very technically minded. So if I, I remember trying to do the analog age and thinking, right, I need to take this picture, but I also need to remember what shutter speed I took it at and what aperture so I can then go and do better the next time or, you know, try and Mm. master this, whatever. So, um, but that tangible physical and as I said you know I became a photographer because of the photograph the physical form of the photograph and um I really so I guess over a period of time it was actually when we were it's been in the back of my mind to paint on my images um Mm. I wrote in my book um like it was like almost at the end of one of the chapters, which was very kind of like, you know, sew on your pictures, paint on your pictures, whatever. But now I'd love to do like a whole book on it. Like honestly, yeah. it's something that I'm so crazy about because um, the physical form of that image, um, just bringing that element of extra you to that work, you know, um, you know, if there's something that you love doing, whether, you know, some people, uh, love being in the kitchen or some people love glass or some people love um water or you know and I see all these artists doing different things for me it was really like well the the fluidity of paint and the vibrancy of color and the also the sculptural three-dimensional um feel of bringing sculpture and that sort of thing that I just started to it was mainly when we were living in a very isolated location um, that I think I just wanted to literally get my art and my photographs in my hands mm. and pull on the everything that's in there more. And living in rural, a rural life, it's very physical, it's very tangible, it's very, it's very cold, it's very hot, it's very sharp, it's very gritty, yeah. it's very, yeah. you know, you've got the, like we were up on a farm and we had the wool, the oily wool of the um, sheep and then you've got the goats and then you've got the, you know, chopping logs and there's this kind of like physical feel that's happening which you don't get with the digital photograph you don't get mm. it when you're looking at your computer you don't get it when you're looking at your phone and because I had photographs lying around I just I just kept looking at them and looking at them and like just do what you've always wanted to do and start <laughs> start expanding on them and it also helped the fact that I have children and I have children who love painting and Mm. my daughter Adeline was at the age where she was three and a half four and she wanted to paint and I had these postcards which I made which were very inexpensive I had the prints from when I did one of my reviewing my work and I was like right let's collage because you what you do you get out magazines and you get out whatever and I said let's just paint on the pictures you know Mm. let's paint on the postcards that I've got and she started loving it. And then I started loving it. And then I brought it to our local um, village and I didn't, it was over winter and, you know, it's a very quiet kind of um, uh, hibernation time in the South of the South. And so I was like, right, let's get people creating. And I called it expensive art because I felt like 
it's like having that art it's there already but it's expanding on it basically mm. and that's where that name came from um and uh, and I just what I also love about it is it can lessen that sense of um the precious nature mm. we often can have with our imagery yeah we you know we work so hard to see and feel the world around us and notice light and notice color and compose an image and you know we try and be different and we try and you know um stand out and therefore the image can we can elevate it up to this pedestal level where actually it, we don't want to touch it and we get all fragile and we're like oh you know let's just like put it in a glass case and it's like well yeah. art is meant to be you know fun and freeing so and I think it's one way that I love to help artists not be so precious about their work and just allow their creativity you know I remember when I first started um my photography and I had you know obviously a DSLR and I, I think I was shooting in it was when I was in Dubai and I was shooting and um and I would just get in the water and let you know because there's water and beaches and I'm like let the water flow and I was speaking to a photographer and she's like oh, I don't take my my camera anywhere near the water and I'm like but how are you going to allow yourself to be totally free yes yeah if you and that's what I feel that's where the expansive art comes in because I'm like if you can allow yourself to be free visually tangibly even once you've taken the picture and beyond that only can serve to the images that you're then next taking yeah. um, because it allows that roll on effect. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I love doing that. And I also love the process of I gifted postcards of my work to other people. And I said, now you expand on my pictures um, oh. and that invited them in to That's my cool. world and then yeah. saw where it took them. Yeah. And that was, that was beautiful. That yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about and I really love. And I, another thing that I also really love is that one thing about the digital and obviously analog, but digital images can be reproduced over and over again. Mm. Um, they can be taken off your Instagram. They can be shared. They can be, you know, all sorts mm. of things, but once you get a paintbrush out or, um, get your scissors out or a needle and thread or, whatever you want to do with your images, they become unique one-off works of art. Yeah. And that also is something that I really love about it because, um, you know, I say we need to not be precious, but also that element of being precious. So it's this real like pendulum that I always swing. But I think I think being able to create those unique works of art mm. um, is something that we are beginning to lose to a certain extent in photography so the being expansive with them in mm. different forms it could even be you don't even necessarily have to do anything specifically on the image you could do paint the frame or you could mm. put it over a box or um you know uh like we talked about containers you could um get a vase and like stick it around it and then put flowers like you can do anything yeah. and that's what I you know we've talked about before I know Kylie and 
um, Courtney, you you know, you do things like putting the stuff in front of the lens and whatever, yeah. you know, when you're shooting and then you can do all sorts of things in post-processing, mm-hmm. but why not be able to do stuff once the image exists in the world in the mm-hmm. photograph exists in the world. And that's mm-hmm. really, so that's where expensive are. And I'm so excited to be able to bring all of that side of things and that um those exercises and I've got lots of exciting things planned for Sydney so um I can't wait to bring that to you guys over there I can't wait for people who come to the retreat to have a go at it because I know for me like when I saw you do that like I I watched it and I watched it and I saw you do it and then finally it got to a point where I was like I can't not do it any longer (laughs) (laughs) you know like I'm like I've got to do it so I went I bought some because I've got you know crappy printer at home I went and bought some paper so I could print some photos and one of the things that I noticed there was one picture in particular that I really loved and I thought this would be fun to paint on so I printed it off Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't I you know I've always enjoyed the tactile nature of painting or coloring in doing those sorts of things I do that a lot you know in my free time anyway but one of the things I enjoyed about when I was doing it on my picture was that it actually made me um almost like delve deeper into that photograph because then when I'm starting to paint on it I'm starting to notice things like the exact shades of color I'm noticing the texture that was already there in the picture Mm -hmm. and how can I like bring that in and it was just it was a really um enjoyable experience and I've done more and I've I've got a little um I've got a visual art diary that I'm like sticking them all in which I'll bring to the retreat so anyone who's coming you'll get it yeah yeah that's (laughs) you get to see and I encourage anyone that's coming to the retreat if you've done some bring it along so we can share it and we can all enjoy that tactile experience that we're we're creating um yeah absolutely I remember so I went to straight after school I did um a level art history and A-level art. And then straight after school, I did a foundation level in art, which helps you then decide what you want to specialize in fine art. And um, you do all the different um, disciplines. So you do painting, drawing, graphics, sculpture, photography. Um, And in painting, we had to paint a picture of an apple. And um, the, the tutor was like, okay, so here's an apple um, and it's maybe a red apple. And then they're like, but you have to look closer at that apple and see all the colors in it. So you've got obviously the reflected light and you've got the um, shadows and, you know, and so you literally start mixing up your paint palette and there aren't reds on it. There are all of these other colors because Mm. actually what you're looking at you your brain goes it's a red apple but what you're actually seeing is something totally different and exactly like you're saying you know say you took a picture of an apple and what an amazing exercise to literally go through and paint the different aspects of that as it is and try and Mm. color match it you know and then you could get really you know, you could do really pop art or you could get, you know, go really surrealist. And that's where my art history comes in. Cause I'm like, now I want to bring like my, you know, I did some, I went through a period of doing lots of pointillism, you know, the, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, um, you know, and that's the thing. And I believe that if, if you can work in any way to train your eye more, that can only be positive for your art and your your photography and your filmmaking mm-hmm. um you know because it's that it's that discipline of 
pushing your vision further is, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, what's your vision and what's your this, you know, and, you know, they're thinking about editing style or they're thinking about a genre or they're thinking about um, your why in terms of, you know, but what about what is actually happening in our eyeballs and what's actually happening in front of us? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a big part of it as well. Um, and being able to really pull apart those visual aspects that are happening in front of us also. And I think that's doing a lots of those exercises and doing the expansive art. As I said, I've now got to the point, you know, 12 years in that I pick up my camera and I'm pretty much sure what I know what's going to come out of it. And I trust mm-hmm. that now because mm-hmm. I've, you know, broken it down. Yeah. So, yeah, so there are lots of elements to it. And what I absolutely adore about the expansive art is that it can be done by anyone. It can be done on yeah. anything. It can be done however you want. Um, you know, I keep, I keep tagging. I've got this, um, I've got this collection on my Instagram of, it actually says, um, I've turned titled it things to do with Adeline, which is, um, obviously my daughter who's five, who loves art, but actually it's all the stuff that I want to do. So (laughs) people like pouring resin over stuff and doing all these things, you know, and she's become sort of my excuse, but actually it's all the things that I want to do. And it's a lot, I'm following a lot of artists now. And I actually, there are all these things that I want to be able to bring Um, to my photography because as I said I think it really helps your it helps knowing what your insides look like in and bringing them to the actual outside world Um, Mm -hmm. because we're all about those influences and the things that we love doing as kids and the things that we want to play with and all those sorts of things and that's Mm. what you know makes us the unique visual storytellers that we are rather than a carbon copy of someone else um, and what they're doing so um yeah so it's all all, it's all good fun really isn't it (laughs) (laughs) no I I've just I really love it and I think it's um I know it's definitely given me a great amount of enjoyment Mm. um just to almost have that permission to just kind of let go and you know as you said not be so um precious about things Mm. um I think that's really kind of helpful as well because sometimes we can get really kind of bogged down and serious and yeah. you know we need to just as Elsa would say let it go you know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. yeah no definitely I definitely yeah. and sometimes I'll paint on like um the ones that I'm really really um proud of but I also um like there's one sheep one that I painted on that I really love and basically I loved it I just played around with overlaying two images in Snapseed and I thought actually I really like those results I'm going to print it off because it was two website images on my phone in Snapseed the resolution was really horrible but I got my um printer to print it like I think A3 or something and I just looked at it and I was like that is so grainy and so horrible and I looked at it for about four months sitting on my mantelpiece and I'm like one day I'm going to paint on it one day I'm going to paint on it and then I painted on it and I absolutely love it and a few people have actually wanted to buy it but because the actual photograph underneath is that you can see through Mm -hmm. is still really grainy I'm like just let me do another one before I start (laughs) (laughs) so I've actually recently got um my printer to print me four versions of the really crappy one at A4 and I'm basically going to do different um different 
tests of sort of seeing how I can do it Um, because now it's like this fun little project that Mm -hmm. came from a really bad photograph or really bad, you know, and I think that that's another way that we can sort of um, trust in our vision in knowing that sometimes the photograph that we create isn't necessarily the end point, Mm. Um, you know, and none of what we do isn't our end points anyway. And that's, what's really wonderful. I think uh, we can seek out this end point and go, okay, what I really want to do is get to this point. I want to get to this point and I want to achieve this. And I want to, you know, like some people are like, oh, I wouldn't do an exhibition until I was at this point, or I wouldn't do this until I was this point. You know, I had 1500 followers when I wrote my book and I didn't necessarily, and I just got seventh prize, seventh place in the competition, but it was enough for me to go, but I want to make this book and I'm going to write it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the same with photography. It's the same with, you know, creating imagery you know why wait um just mm. uh if it's something that's pulling you and something that you want to do just give it a go um yeah. and if yeah. you really hate it you don't have to share it um <laughs> no one's going to give you permission right no. like no. if you're if you're sitting there waiting for yeah. someone to say all right now's the time you'll yeah. never get it you Not are yet. never going to get it no so you really like do having kids yeah you really do just have to jump in you really do just have to go where your heart is leading you and and follow it yeah yeah absolutely Mm. that's amazing we can't wait to have you at the retreat yeah I think it's going to be something really special for everybody that comes and um yeah yeah thanks Chloe thank you so much for chatting with us today thank you it's an absolute pleasure I can't wait to be at the retreat because it's it feels like it's been such a long time since um, I've been in a space with lots of sort of very like-minded people and creating and talking about photography. I've done it with a couple of people, you know, since the pandemic, but to be actually at a retreat where the energy is so positive and so focused on each other and the process and learning and um, just being there um, for more than an hour and go, I've got to go pick up the kids up or whatever. It's sort of, um, you know, investing that time in ourselves and our work and our journey. And I'm really excited because I've got lots to learn as well. Um, So um, I think it's going to be really, really cool. Me too. Thank you for making it and building it and um, (laughs) for being there. So Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chloe. Lovely to talk to you.